Hey folks, you're listening to Inherited, a sound-rich, solutions-focused, youth storytelling podcast about the climate crisis. I'm Shayla Martos, your season three host. In episode four, Emma Shulman shared the voices of three women working to provide domestic abuse survivors with resources and support after the 2021 Marshall Fire in Colorado. If you haven't heard Emma's episode one day at a time, go listen right now. Emma and I actually worked together in the newsroom at YR Media, and we made some time to chat about her journey in news production so far, how this story about SPAN came to be, and her goals for the future. Here's Emma Shulman. My name is Emma Shulman. My pronouns are she, her, and I am a student at CU Boulder. And then I'm also a journalist in the newsroom. In the newsroom here at YR Media. Yeah. I've been working with you for, what is it, almost a year now? And I've seen you grow immensely, Emma, since we started working together in the YR Media newsroom. So can you tell me just a bit about what you've been doing in YR and how this new venture into audio and podcasting has challenged you? Well, first and foremost, I think that all formats like writing and storytelling are fun for me. Like I've never had a bad experience. And I think if you are having one, then something needs to change. But I think probably it's been the transition from thinking, okay, this is how people are going to see this thing, you know, and this is how people are going to hear this thing. But I think that that's been kind of the challenge, but it's also been fun just to think about how, you know, you use the things, the two things differently. Yeah, because how people take in stories over audio is very different from when they read it. You know, I have other questions that are specifically about Inherited, but I'm wondering if you could just say a little bit about your journey in YR. Because when I met you, you were just coming into the newsroom for the first time, hadn't had something published online, and look at you now. Yeah, I think that, well, first and foremost, like not to continue to be like, you know, give YR more praise. I talk to you about you guys all of the time because I think that, well, number one, you guys really did help me, I think, in a lot of ways to just realize, like, this is, like, your strengths. This is things that you can work on. I didn't think, too, that it was possible to, like, get paid this early on as a journalist. So that's something yeah. that's really cool. Well, I'm just, I'm I'm so glad to see you grow into these new challenges with podcasting. And, you know, we are talking kind of in a early space in your production. You've done a lot of reporting and you're kind of in your second draft of your script right now, which is still kind of early, right? So I'm wondering at this point in time, your story has changed a lot since what you originally thought. What was your original pitch and and how did it change? I mean, I think when I originally started, and I think I think we all kind of do this in a way where we're like we have the idea and like how we visualize it in our head, right? Like we do that thing of like, okay, this is exactly how it's gonna go. And then we all know it's not gonna go exactly that way, like deep down, yeah. even though we like <laughs> to imagine it as such. Yeah. So I think I would say that it's probably changed from like I thought I was gonna have like six sources for some reason on my head, which obviously did not happen. And I think that was for the best too. I think it's better to follow along with like fewer people and like get more in-depth coverage. Sometimes best to to hone in. Yeah, I think that's how it's changed. As I think I've honed in a lot more too. 
I think I knew that hearing it would be impactful, but I didn't realize like, oh, like this is what it was like for all these people. Like it clicked. Well, and I mean, it's such a it's such a sensitive topic and how natural disasters affects domestic violence survivors that doesn't get a lot of attention in the media. And you did a lot of reporting and really built relationships with the people inside SPAN. I'm just wondering if you have any advice for like other young folks that are kind of trying to work on a story that is more sensitive, that is about people who are at risk. What kind of things did you learn that you may take to your next story or that you would suggest for another person? Sometimes your simpler questions are a lot better than like your more like complex questions, because that's the thing, too, is you'll get number one, you'll get more information out of people. But also number two, I think people kind of just understand it easier, if that makes sense. Like people are just like, okay, like maybe like they have a thing that they really kind of want to talk about. And that simple question gives them the space to really like kind of flow more. A lot of people have a lot of trouble representing at-risk communities in a very, like, effective and equitable way. How are you trying to do that in your own story? How are you trying to make space for these survivors? Like, there's one person that is a survivor, but they weren't in the Marshall Fire because they had left that relationship before and was in a different state. We're more talking to people who are working with survivors than we are the survivors themselves. I think that they were willing talk where I think sometimes with domestic violence survivors, you may not always be able to get that for a variety of reasons. One being that they really are putting their life on the line by doing that. One of the things we know to be true about abusers is they're very, very, very good at stalking. And because of that, that puts a lot of those people, even if you do a lot of work to try to protect them, there is always the possibility that they could find them through that So there's always a risk for them. But also number two, a lot of the people who are working there just saw the um, effects of just the organization and also how the organization was also affecting the survivors and kind of almost that trickle down effect. Well, and, and, and how did it feel for you developing a relationship with the people at SPAN? What was that like as a reporter? Honestly, it was really... I don't know if this is something I also thought I would get to do this early on either. So it was really special too. And I'm glad, I hope they also like developing a relationship with me as well, which I know sounds very like, please like me. But at the same time, it's also, I don't know, it's just really, it's just really great. And it's been, again, the situation that these people were in was not fun. But for me, it's also been a lot of fun. And I don't know Mm. how else to say that. But I hope, yeah. I hope it makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think that that's, that's something that a lot of younger journalists face is that they want to talk about these really tough topics and they want to do it fairly and they want to make everyone feel represented well. At the same time, you're learning and you're doing cool things, right? So so there's this kind of like odd space in between where you're you're learning and you're growing, but it's also you're growing in the production of a story that is very, very heavy. Were there any moments where you were just like taken aback in particular that really spoke to you or some of your favorite experiences with the story? Oh gosh, probably when I was interviewing Sinemi um, because she was, thankfully she did not lose her home, but she almost did. It was like very, very close and she evacuated. And I was just talking to her and she's also, she's a psychotherapist. 
so she's helping the client so their trauma while also dealing with it and all this different stuff and she's trying to get out and she's just like on the phone with these people and just hearing her experience so just seeing like the array of like black smoke and just realizing oh crap like i gotta go like i think that that was probably that was probably the experience for me of that of just being really taken back the future of america is in your hands this is not a movie trailer, and it's not a political ad, but it is a call to action. I'm Mila Atmos, and I'm passionate about unlocking the power of everyday citizens. On our podcast, Future Hindsight, we take big ideas about civic life and democracy and turn them into action items for you and me. Every Thursday, we talk to bold activists and civic innovators to help you understand your power and your power to change the status quo. Find us at futurehindsight.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. While change may not happen overnight, the movement for a more just society is gaining momentum. Tune in to Crooked Media's Pod Save the People, where every week you can learn about the stories that are impacting communities of color from people of color. With hosts DeRay McKesson, Kaya Henderson, Miles Johnson, and Diara Ballinger. Pod Save the People gives an exciting blend of politics, culture, and social issues all in one place. From book censorship to discussing Beyonce's impact on society. Tune in to Pod Save the People every Wednesday on your favorite podcast platform. I wanted to ask you, like, why you thought of fires affecting domestic violence survivors anyways. Honestly, Emma, that came out of left field for me personally reading your pitch going like, whoa. This is something that we don't talk about enough. And it's something that is sitting right in front of us, but for some reason we don't see. Okay, so I had, so my great, great grandma Marion, basically she did deal with a really heavy domestic violence situation in our own house. And seeing how that I know has affected other people and has affected because, so my mom was really, had a really close relationship with her. And he, I don't, of course, she passed before I really got to know her, mm-hmm. but I know how that affected my mom. So I became passionate about the issue of domestic violence because of, in part because of my great grandma. And then just other things that kind of happened throughout life and stuff, and also just the rise of like Me Too and all that. Mm-hmm. And then I think then because of like all the different research and stuff that I did over it, I also realized too, like, okay, this is how this thing intersects with climate change because I follow UN women on Instagram too and I follow like all like the organizations as a good little journalist does and basically I think I realized like no this is an issue that like I think I would really like to talk about it's an issue that affects so many people including like stated in my great grandma well and and I think it was just like kind of including the fires that were happening in Colorado that really narrows it down. And to narrow it down even further, so not only is it domestic abuse survivors that have been impacted by climate change, but it's domestic abuse survivors who have been impacted by the fires in Colorado, to even deeper, the people who get resources at this particular organization in Colorado who are facing domestic abuse. So I think that was just like a a really solid way to hone in this huge crappy thing and to do it in a way that you as a brand new podcaster could come in and do your best and I and I'm just like 
so proud of you for that, right? So the the deeper you go into, the more particular, the more specific you can get, actually more people can identify with it because it is more human. What, what do you think is a problem in news coverage of people experiencing domestic violence that needs to be changed? Oh gosh, there's so many. Well, for one, I think you still see the headlines that are still like kind of victim blamey in a lot of ways. I also think that we don't like to think that these issues affect us, I think. Like, I think we like to stay in our own little happy bubble, which is fair. It's not realistic to think that we should always be thinking about these things, especially because it's depressing to always think about these things, right? I hope this would go without saying, but don't ask victim blaming questions. If you need documentation of some kind, maybe just be really sensitive about that and what that could mean for that person. That makes sense. And and how do you how do you help yourself be more trauma informed as a reporter? Probably by thinking, well, number one, people aren't defined by this. No person is just one experience. Like you want to ask questions that surround the person, not just on the specific situation that has caused them pain, but there are so many other things that are before, that are after, that are in their lives that is like stuff you also need to focus on. Am I am I on the right track here? Yeah. So uh, Emma, do you have any more advice you'd like to give to young climate storytellers? Don't give up on your story. I mean, things will always get difficult too at times, but just, you know, keep going. It's very cliche advice, but that's what I would say. Thank you, Emma. The most important question of any journalist that any journalist can ask any source, I'm sure you know the answer. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> Anything else you'd like to add? <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to add, Emma? Anything yeah. else you'd like to say? Not right now. This is a topic I could spend all day on, so this is probably a good place to end. All right. Well, thank you so much, Emma. I really appreciate having you here with me, and it's been such a pleasure working with you uh, throughout this season of Inherited. Thank you for joining us for this bonus episode. Season three of Inherited continues Wednesdays, wherever you get your podcasts. Next week, we travel to a future world with Reese Watmore, where our technology and our Earth's biology work in tandem. Inherited is brought to you by YR Media, a national network of young journalists and artists creating content for this generation. We're distributed by Critical Frequency, a podcast network founded by women journalists. For more information about our show, team, and storytellers, visit our website at yr.media slash inherited. See you next week.